but that's what I like to do out in the trees. And it was so cold <laughs> that I couldn't do that. So I just stayed home. Who had some time off over the last little bit? Like, it's an awkward week, right? Like, it's like Christmas, Boxing Day, two awkward work days where no one gets anything done. Have you ever tried, like, I saw something out on the internet this week. It's like, if you're sending me a work email, this isn't directed at you, Pastor Marlowe. But if you're, sending me, if you're sending me a work email on December 28th, or 29th, or 30th, come on, man. I'm not going to answer that. I did answer them. But, um, but it's like, man, like, really? Like, no one gets anything done. So I had some time off. And, uh, you know, I, I'm generally, I'm approaching my 30s. And I'm trying to stabilize my life. Because the potential of children is there. No, no, like biologically, not like planned. Like it can happen. And you have to be ready, right? Be prepared for anything. It could be, kids could be around any corner just waiting to get you. That's how children work. They just jump out and get you, right? At least that's my understanding. Apparently my birds and the bees talk was not careful. Kids, you're here. This is a great Sunday to be here. But I'm trying to, like, get my sleep patterns. That's my New Year's resolution is to fall asleep before midnight once this year and uh, try to get on track. And I had three days off, and I just ended up – my wife was out of town, so it was even worse. So I just stayed up till like, 3 in the morning by accident and then slept till 3 in the afternoon. And then last night it was 3 in the morning, and I was really mad. And here we are this morning. So happy New Year. There's nothing to do with this morning. I just wanted to tell you that story. So – this morning is going to be uh, a time at, uh, just to share some testimonies. Uh, there's lots of examples in Scripture where, where uh, the New Testament church would come together and they would they'd meet just like on a, we do every Sunday. But, but the importance of sharing our stories with each other. Because it can seem like at times that we're in this alone. You know, you get in a situation in your life or, or a time where, where things aren't going well with, you know, physical health or relationships or whatever it is. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's whatever. But where it's like, man, like this is this is just on me. The world kind of closes in on you, and this is this is my life, and this is what I'm dealing with, and, and no one really gets it. But there's a lot of power in in sharing those stories of where God pulled us out of situations where it was seemingly hopeless. Or and it doesn't always have to be a story of hopelessness, or just a story where where God did something really good in your life, where God brought some awesome some awesome things into your world this year. Um, sometimes we can get really caught up in, in the hopelessness, right? Like, and we can think that my testimony doesn't have any power if I wasn't a drug dealing witch before or something like that, something horrible, but like there's power in the story of like things being amazing, things being really good. Like this was a year where, I don't know, um, I don't want to run on this too much, but like maybe you had a kid this year and that was really cool for you. Like that's a good thing to share. Um, so we want to encourage you this morning that there's going to be opportunities to share that. I'm going to ask the people that I, I talked to before who are going to be sharing on stage to, to come up um, at this time. And uh, it's just, I believe we had a couple of people that were going to, but they, uh, they're under the weather this morning, so they can't be here. Um, but we have uh, Kyle and Kier. Uh, two of my youth leaders are going to be coming up uh, and sharing just a little bit about uh, their year. But while they're doing that, we're, I want to give you the opportunity to start to kind of think. And maybe while you're paying attention and listening, uh, talk to God. Talk to the Holy Spirit about what you would like to share this morning. We're gonna, it's going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to call you up on stage. But I'm going to walk around with the mic. And uh, if there's something that happened in your life this year, big or small in your mind, but something that you would feel would 
would benefit this church or benefit people to share, um, or even just a report of like, yeah, God did something great. Uh, we're going to give you that opportunity to do that. Um, and I'll come and, and it's only has to be like a minute or two. Actually, we encourage it to only be a minute or two. Um, you know, I'll maybe pull the mic away if we get to five, 10 minutes, but, um, just, we want to hear what you have uh, for the church. So take a little bit of time to think about that. And uh, there'll be an opportunity. All you'll have to do is, is raise your hand and uh, I'll come over to you. And then uh, depending on how much time we have, I, I have a little bit to share after as well. Uh, but it's a little bit more casual this morning and that's good. We want to, uh, it's a family, we're, we're a community of people together and we want to encourage each other and we want to, uh, to be able to share our stories with each other. So I'm going to call up Kyle Burgart first. Give him a round of applause. He's a He's one of our youth leaders, uh, does a lot in the church with media, and uh, here you go, Kyle. Well, good morning. Um, when Jeff asked me to share, um, I, had, I had a pretty wild year this year. Um, earlier this summer, actually, I think it was Pastor Marlow had asked if I wanted to get up on stage and share something about, uh, I don't remember exactly, but I was not in a place where I wanted to share it, but I'm going to share that story today. Um, this year, the first four months of my life were dedicated to my graduation year. I was in digital media and IT at Nate, uh, taking video game programming. And April 26th was set to be my birthday as well as my graduation day. Um, April 26th rolled around and I was like, hey, I haven't gotten any grad emails yet. Uh, looked into it and I was short six credits from graduating. So my two-year course has now turned into a four-year just nightmare. And after my first year at Nate, I had already decided that this wasn't what I wanted to do. When I started taking it, uh, if you don't know video game programmers, for probably about six months of the year, work 16-hour days, living in a hole, sitting in front of a computer screen. When I started, that sounded great. Um, but as I started getting more and more involved at the church and with like actually having friends and a social life, 16 hours a day just kind of didn't seem great. So after about a year of Nate, decided that I didn't want to do it. So now it's been four years of Nate and I still really don't want to do it. And I just kind of need to grind through and finish it. So this summer, I spent a lot of time just in anxiety and failing, feeling like a failure. Um, and luckily, God put some awesome people in my life. And around uh, May time, one of our other uh, Wednesday night leaders, uh, Carol Stewart, was talking to me about it and said, hey, why don't you get a job as a substitute teacher's assistant? And I was like, no, that doesn't sound like, like, I don't have the training for that. And it turns out you don't need to be, be trained to do something like that. You just have to not be a criminal. And so, <laughs> so I'm good there. Um, and so I filled out the paperwork. It took about a month to get on the sub list and I was able to do three or four shifts before summer break. And then I got to spend the whole summer twiddling my thumbs and working at Domino's. Um, but through that, I got this awesome opportunity where um, I think through, through the grace of God, I got cold called by the high school here in Beaumont to go and work in the skills classroom full time. Um, and I was super skeptical. There was a lot of red flags that went up as soon as she said, 
yeah, I work from the skills classroom, and if you're interested, it's full-time. I said, full-time sounds awesome. And then she said, you'd also be doing diapering, toiletries, uh, like we have some pretty high needs in this classroom. And that's when the red flags went up. But I took a step of faith, and I've loved every minute in that classroom. It's been awesome. And going into the future, into the next year or so, I have uh, temporary work there until January, February at some point. And I also have to go back to Nate to finish two more courses. So I'm going to be balancing a full-time job with two course loads that I have no idea if I'm going to be able to balance with youth and work and just everything. So um, I'm really leaning on God for that this year. And that's, that's been my year. So I should mention, uh, you see on the screen there, the questions. And, and here's the thing. We, we put these questions out there as maybe something to help guide you if, if you feel like you have something to share. But like Kyle just did, like if you have something just about the year, we, we want to hear about that. And we want to hear what God's doing in your life. But the questions are, what experience or commitment brought spiritual growth to you this last year? And then uh, what would a spiritually successful 2019 look like for you? Uh, with that being said, we call up Keir Glassford. We'll give him a round of applause as well. Hello, everybody. So, I guess over this last year, what commitment have I made that has helped me grow spiritually? I definitely have to say, even though I think I've probably said it before, being a youth leader. And I know as humans, we always like to have this weird idea that if we've said it before, we can't say it again. It always has to be new every time we share but sometimes it's the things that we've done for a long time are actually really good for us. And I'd like to remind everyone of that, that things that you've done for years on end, or maybe you've just started, they matter the same. If they help you grow and they really just help you as a person, it doesn't matter if it's something that new to share or you've shared it before and I don't think I'd be here today if it wasn't for I don't even know why I'm getting emotional honestly if it wasn't for all the young adults that are also youth leaders with me because I okay because <laughs> I don't know I've this last year started off, I just felt lonely for probably mainly my anxiety that just told me I was. But they were always there. Jeff was always there. This church was always there. And I just thank everyone for that. I haven't really grown in the sense spiritually much this year, but it was a good year to not fall backwards and just love myself again so I can grow again. And uh, spiritually great 2019 would be if I 
would read my Bible more and actually engage more with this church than I do. And maybe if I could convince a few of you to be Flames fans as well. <laughs> so I'm not the only one with Joel. <laughs> but, yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> Thanks, Kier. Good job, buddy. Thank you, Kier. Uh, we've really enjoyed having Kier be a part of our youth leadership team and Kyle and all of our leaders. But Kier has, has done a really great job connecting with the grade 7-8 boys, which are all really into like video game things and we call their little hangout place the nerd cave and and so he's really good with working with them with dom as well so uh thank you kier for everything you do as well um so yeah like i mentioned we're gonna have an opportunity to share i'm gonna come this is let's just clear the air on this this can be the time where people get a little nervous because it's impromptu um is anybody going to share if you have something to share and that's god's put that on your heart um, we want to hear it, and uh, so just be encouraged that, that people want to hear what you have to say today. Um, and if 10 people want to share, we'll do 10 people. If it's one person, that's awesome, too. Um, but I'm going to come down onto the stage here. Excuse me, off of the stage. And is there anybody that would like to share is there, that has something that they would like? Sure, we got one over here. So what we'll get people to do is uh, you can stand up and uh, just share who you are. And maybe how long you've been coming to, to Eagle Mott Church, and then you can share with us. Uh, my name is Brian Clark, and this is my wife beside me here, Marilyn. Uh, we were members of this church for eight years. Uh, three years ago, we moved to Abbotsford. And uh, one of the things that's happened in our lives over the 50 years of our marriage is that God has given us an opportunity to lead home groups. Uh, they now call it connect groups or whatever you want to call it. But the main thing is that you're working with uh, people of different ages uh, and in an, an atmosphere where in a home you can actually get to know these people and know their problems and pray with them. And this past year we've had a home group in Abbotsford in a seniors uh, complex. It's not a seniors home, it's a seniors complex. And God is blessing in many, many ways. And uh, I'm just glad that God's working with us. Well, I never intended to be first, but I'm Marilyn. Um, I just want to share something that I hope will encourage people who have um, friends and relatives who are not serving the Lord. I have an old, had an older brother, Norman, who had wandered away from the Lord when he was in his teens, late teens. And uh, four years ago, he's seven years old, or five years older than I am, but anyways, um, about five years ago, he, he found out that he had multiple myeloma, and it had settled in his spine, and he went through chemotherapy, and he went through radiation, and so on and so forth. And, and all that time, we drew close, closer than we had been, um, and he would, you know, let me pray for him and so on, but I didn't know where his, his relationship with God was. And so last year, when we came to, to share our uh, daughter's birthday here in, in Edmonton. We stopped by in Salmon Arm on the way home, and I knew before we started on that trip that I, I needed to ask him straight out, you know, are you going to heaven when you die? And it took a while, because he's a very private person, 
And uh, finally, I got around to the chance to ask him that question straight up. And he said, he started saying, oh, well, I've been trying to live a good life and, and so on. And I said, Norm, you know, you're raised in the same Christian home as I was. You know, that's not what it's all about. It's not anything that we, we can do or have done, but it's what Jesus did on the cross to save us from our sins. And your ticket to heaven was not written by what you do, but what by, what, by what he did. And he said, I know, I know. And that was sort of the end of the conversation. I went home to Abbotsford and a week later I was talking to him on the phone and he said you know Marilyn I want you to know almost the first thing he said after you left I decided I needed to make sure and I prayed and asked Jesus to forgive my sins and I just rejoiced and that that was in May June beginning of June and uh, I knew that he wasn't long for this world his his cancer was spreading it was getting really painful and uh, I'd been praying that he would have somebody that would be with him and would, would counsel him and just support him in this time. And, if, and during that same conversation, he said, you know, there's a fellow from the, from the Evangelical Free Church that's been coming around and, and we're, we're doing Bible studies and it's really helping. And I praise the Lord about that. And then after he, my, my brother did pass away in October. And when he went to the funeral, he, uh, his, his daughter had asked me to share a little bit. And uh, she told me before I got to share that um, not only did, did God provide that person who came weekly and sometimes more than once a week to do Bible studies with my brother, but also in the senior's care home he lived in, an elderly lady had taken him under his, his, her wing and had had um, had eaten lunch with him and prayed with him and and um, did Bible studies with him and he was absolutely amazed at at her knowledge of the Bible and so he was growing in that way too and then I found out that she was 97 years old and she had passed away the day before my my brother so they met up in heaven again but you know don't give up don't give up God has a plan and he loves them more than we do. And he will bring them back. Thank you. Is there anybody else that has something they'd like to share? Yeah, right over there. Hi, we're... Uh, I guess kind of newbies here. Um, we started coming this fall. I'm uh, Claire Duick, and this is my wife, Lynn. And um, I just wanted to say that we um, also connected with a small group in um, Terry and Brenda's group. And we really have um, felt like we've be, become a part of the church in kind of a short time. And, and uh, if you feel like you're not connecting in church... Uh, I think that's an important thing to get get involved in a small group, and we just really feel loved and cared for, and and uh, and we're thankful that we're part of this church now. Um, uh, one of the circumstances that is happening in our life, um, kind of as I speak, we've um, we've been involved in short-term missions probably for the last twelve years on a yearly basis. We haven't. 
I don't think we've missed any years in that time, and it's just kind of a part of our spiritual DNA. And if you talk to me for uh, more than five minutes, you would have known that already. But um, uh, it, it's part of our life, and it's part of what we want to do. And and um, uh, this year, we were supposed to leave at the beginning of December, and just uh, circumstances came into that, and um, and just didn't allow us to leave. And we're the the plan is to go to Thailand. We're involved in a mission called Vision Thailand, and um, uh, not all of our time away is certainly ministry like holidays is a big component to that as well as we get older we want to take more and more time off but but part of that component is being involved in short-term missions and just through circumstances we just couldn't go away and um it was almost like when we um just kind of made the resolve that no matter if things weren't taken care of or not, we were going to buy our tickets and go because we felt that that was what we were supposed to do. Uh, so we bought our tickets for January 2nd, and it was amazing how after we made that decision, the Lord just worked things out so that um, um, so that we could leave and everything is taken care of as far as we know and we're just so thankful that when um um it just when we sang that song about about uh walking around the walls he thought these walls would fall and it was almost like we're going around for the seventh time and all of a sudden the walls fall and we were able to go um so we're really thankful that that the lord worked it out and um that uh we're fortunate that we can go away for that that amount of time and um but we're also very thankful for the for the church and for the small group we're involved in that we know is back home and there are friends and we would um assume that they're praying for us too as we go away so um so uh thank the lord it's um uh, we had a great December. We had so many good things that happened in December that we stayed for and family times. And we're, we, uh, so God wanted us around for December. That's great. Uh, that's an- another opportunity to plug. Uh, if you're not in a small group yet, uh, you need to be in a small group. If, if you're having trouble connecting, you've been coming here for a couple of weeks or months or, or maybe years and you don't feel fully connected or you feel connected, but you, it's just part of community. So there's going to be an opportunity coming up. I don't have the date offhand to the top of my head, but there's, there's a couple times a year where we have an opportunity to get into small groups and pick our small groups. And if you've been here before, we have an opportunity to sign up around at tables around the gym at all the different groups. So be praying about that as those opportunities come up. And if you want more information, feel free to ask us, uh, call us at the church or email us at the church, and we'd love to give you more information about that. Uh, is there anybody else? we got time for uh, maybe a couple more, if there's anybody that'd like to share. Oh. oh. Good morning. My name is Monique, and I've been coming here for... 10 or 11 years around there. Um, this year has been an amazing year for me spiritually. Um, I've committed to two things, and one of them was small groups. 
Um, and that was an amazing experience leading um, single moms. Uh, I followed God and he told me to do it and I did it and I made amazing friendships and um, trusted in there and doing this small group, um, my spiritual growth has grown. Um, something else that I have struggled over my whole life being raised in a home um, of a single mom. We didn't have a, a large income. And uh, money has always been an issue for me. Not that we are financially, we are financially stable, um, but tithing is something I had a really hard time with. And committing to the um, the expansion of our church was a huge step for me. Um, I struggled immensely, um, not wanting to do it because it was tithing over and above what we already tithe. And I was, the fear is crippling. And I was terrified to take this step as I thought, am I going to put my family in a position where I was as a child? And I had to do a lot of praying so anger wouldn't take over, that fear wouldn't take over. And I prayed to God and I said, God, you need to heal my heart. You need to give me the faith that I need to not be afraid to take this step. Um, so we did. And we've been blessed over and over. I can't thank God for the blessings he's provided for us, even though we have taken this step in outstretching our, our um, money to helping our church. So don't let fear cripple you guys in any way. Um, whether you're committing to a small group, whether it's money, whether it's reaching out your hand to someone who doesn't know God, don't give up because God's hand is always there and will direct you guys. Thank you. All right. Is there anybody else I would like to share this morning? My name is Heather Lestuka, and I've been attending with my family at ECC for coming up on 12 years. Um, and this year, what has been the most compelling spiritual change for me has been what it is to serve. I, I don't have a sort of natural maternal instinct, even though I love my children. Um, I just don't like other people's kids. <laughs> I like them. I'm joking, but, uh, but I'm not meant to serve <laughs> with kids. And most of the time, what you will see is women called to um, quite typical service experiences. For me, God placed leadership on my shoulders. Oftentimes, he and I have argued about that. Um, and yet, you know, it's what I'm asked to do. So I serve in leading things, coordinating things rarely with kids and <laughs> often with adults. Uh, and often I have thought that that's what he was actually trying to, you know, make me realize is that you should serve in the gift that I've given you. And I think that's true. I think uh, God asks us to serve in the gifts he's given us, the talents he's given us, not the ones that we think we're supposed to. Um, when we take someone else's spot because that's their gift or their talent and we don't serve in our own gifting, we actually um, stunt other people's opportunity too. So that's been a, a great learning for me along my life. But the thing this year that has been the most exciting about that is that uh, I've had to travel a ton for work. I'm rarely at home. 
Uh, my family has to sort of manage without me, which is a huge burden for my husband, but he does it. He's incredible at being a full partner in our family life. Um, and if I hadn't been serving in leadership, I wouldn't have had these three women in my life who maintained a friendship with me, who kept me going when my mental health was in trouble, who reached out and said, we miss you. We haven't seen you in a few weeks because I was away. They were very present in my life because we were serving together. We weren't in a small group. We, we weren't friends before. We weren't connected. Um, God pulled us together because we were serving together. And so my encouragement to you is, first, if God has given you a talent and you don't see it showing up here in church, raise your hand and say, I have something and I'd like to be able to serve in it. Um, if you feel like you're compelled that you should be serving and that there's an opportunity for you to do that, he's got a relationship for you in there. There's community, there's connection, there's this whole other kind of life and experience that you're going to gain out of being on in doing what you were um, just prompted to do. Those relationships will come alongside of you and they will be with you when you are in tough times. And it seems weird that giving of yourself will actually still come even when you don't have tons of yourself to give. But it's surprising. It's the most nourishing thing to serve others, to serve God, even when you think that you might not have much left to give. So I just encourage you in that. It was a huge growth for me this year to be able to rely on the people I was serving beside. Um, and I have come to know those women in a way I would never have known them otherwise. And I'm so grateful that God gave them to me um, and maybe me to them um, during this season. So I just encourage you to follow what he is placing on you too. Thank you, Heather. I'd also like to throw out there that you don't have to wait until we do our, we usually do this on uh, the last Sunday before New Year's. You don't have to wait for this yearly event to share stories. This stuff is really good. Um, if you want to talk to Pastor Marlowe or any of us and, or to email us or whatever, and you have something to share, you know, it's good to do. And uh, maybe if you're uncomfortable, maybe we can video that. And uh, if there's the stages in your thing, we can, we can record that. We can get you on a teleprompter where you can write it out and just you know, recite it. But your stories are important. And I think we've learned that this morning, that your stories have impact. I think we've all been moved in some way this morning by at least one of the stories that we've heard. And they're all going to connect with us differently, but that's the thing. For each person, we're all so different. Each story is going to encourage us differently. And so what I'm trying to say is we want to hear your stories. We want to hear what God's uh, done in your life. You know, there's, there's something about a testimony or a story that impacts that has more power than a thousand well-articulated sermons. It's just there's something about that, that honest story. And uh, so thank you so much for sharing. Um, and before we conclude this morning, I just wanted to share a couple of things. Just looking forward to 2019. And it was awesome to hear that there's so many people that have encouraging, um, you know, postures heading into the, the new year here, uh, that, that it's not all bleak, that there's a lot of positives that have come out. But when I look around and when I talk to people, and it's kind of been the theme looking forward, and I think it's because of the news cycle in a lot of ways, and, and like 
let's not kid ourselves. It's been a bit of a tough slog here uh, economically and just in different social issues in Alberta. Like there's a lot of uncertainty moving forward. I know that I've talked to a lot of people that their job is uncertain. Um, you know, we, we hear like what's going to happen with this pipeline, whether you're pro or against. There's, there's anxiety that comes from that. Uh, there's all around the world. Like there's, there's war. There's, there's uh, you know, the, the government itself of us is shut down right now. Like there's a lot of, lot of stuff that if you go to your, your news feed, you're probably going to have some anxiety or just a little bit of tension in your heart as to what does the future look like. And I can't promise you that the pipeline is going to get built or that it's not going to get built, although one side often seems to be uh, more than the other. I can't tell you what's going to happen with the government in America. I can't tell you what's going to happen in the war in Syria. I can't tell you if China is going to continue to have this escalating rivalry and issues with Canada and they're going to be arresting people or whatever. I can't promise you that every situation is going to be resolved in the timeline that we would like it to. But there is one thing that I can promise you. I can promise you this morning that the same God that took situations that we heard this morning that's taken every situation before that you've walked through and has brought peace to it in his time, not always in our time, not in the time I would like it to be. But God has stepped in and he's brought peace to those situations. If you've read the Bible before, you've probably heard of the story of, uh, of Jesus calming the storm and the disciples were panicking because there's this storm and Jesus is asleep in the boat. And they turned to him and they're like, Jesus, what is wrong with you, man? We're about to die, and you're sleeping. And then he stands up, and he's like, you guys have no faith. What's wrong with you? And he just calms a storm. And I think we look at that all the time, and we're like, well, those disciples, they should have known Jesus was in the boat. Like, what's wrong with them? They're so dumb. But yet, when I look at the situation that I'm in, or I look at the situation that I've been in, I can feel like Jesus is asleep. I can feel that sense of panic. And even though I know that Jesus has helped me Time and time again, it's easy to feel like he's asleep and he doesn't care. But it's to remember that he has calmed the storm before and he's going to continue to do that. It's important to remember as we go into 2019. If you're dealing with struggle or struggling with, with uh, anxiety or anything like that, here's an encouragement for you in the new year. Number one, obviously, we always re repeat, read your Bible. Reading scripture is so important. It's, it's tough. I, I don't like reading, so it takes me to be intentional to, to sit down and read and just go through a little bit and, and pray about it. But specifically with anxiety, something I'm working on is trying to read um, what's known as the wisdom literature in the Bible. That's the book of Proverbs and Psalms for me are really impactful. And I'm trying to read through them each day on top of reading anything else, but pick one and read it. And you'll be shocked how much peace that can bring and wisdom that will bring to your life. Proverbs, Psalms. Pick one, read one when you wake up every morning. Just quickly. Get that in your, in your mind. Get your life running through that lens, through that engine. Um, and I got a couple that I wanted to share with you that really connect with this. This theme of uh, looking forward to 2019 and, and trusting God and, and having peace and knowing that he's in control and that he's in your boat. The first one is Proverbs 18.10. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Then Psalms 46.1-3, it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, 
Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. And in Psalms 9, 9 to 10, it says, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in troubled times. Some pretty powerful poetic imagery there where it talks about, you know, the, even though the mountains are falling into the sea and there's earthquakes and these like traumatic experiences that are happening as it relates to nature. But metaphorically, that could be our lives, right? Where the walls are caving in, where it doesn't look like there's any hope, where it doesn't look like the next X amount of months or years or whatever it is, the next couple of weeks is going to work out. How am I going to pay those credit card bills? How am I going to get my marriage back on track? How am I going to have a good relationship with my kids? Whatever it is is for you, health or relationships. God is our ever-present help in times of need. Even though the mountains are falling in, even though it looks like everything is terrible, God's been there before, and he can do it again. I'm going to ask the band to come up at this time. And this is what I want you to hear this morning and walk away from. And you're going to hear this time and time again when you come to this church, and you should. Because this is the theme of the Bible, is hope. Even though we sinned and we deserve death, Jesus was there, so there was hope. Even though the world is falling apart all around us in the news, there's hope. Even though the economy is uncertain, there's hope. And I can't fix the exact circumstance or make promises like I said before, but I want you to know this morning that 2019 is your year. It's your year to get closer to God, to know him better, and to trust in him like you've never trusted in him before. Because there's nothing else that's going to bring the same level of peace, that has the same amount of of trustworthiness based on prior experiences, which is a good reason to trust somebody. As we've seen through all these, even if you haven't experienced that yet, you're waiting for that first time that God has a breakthrough in your life. Look at all the stories this morning. God breaks through. We just got to trust him. And it's easier said than done because that takes stepping away from our own understanding. That takes trusting that our feelings aren't necessarily the right way to go, but that God is with us and that he'll calm that storm in our lives. So that song that we sang earlier, you still haven't failed me yet. I think that's the name of it, but the words of that, and it was referenced again in one of our, one of our sharing times here. Basically, read the words. Let this be an anthem for you this morning as we sing it. That this year, God hasn't failed you yet, and he's not going to fail you now. That 2019 is your year, and God is with you. Take a step of faith. Open yourself up. You'll be shocked at what God will do in your life if you allow him to. As 2019 is your year, and God has your back no matter what. Brennan, you can lead us.